Welcome to the Dog Liaison Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. On this podcast, we are taking on the dog training industry and deconstructing what it means to train a dog. In fact, I believe only you are the expert in understanding and caring for your dog, not some magical dog whisperer. And with a lot of context and some coaching, you can realize your expertise in supporting your dog. And so without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, happy afternoon. We have a very juicy live episode today for you. I'm very excited to share with this one. We're talking about what to do when you have to wait for your dog's anxiety medication to kick in or you're waiting for some sort of physical health concern, like maybe, you know, your dog has some sort of like digestion issue and you're waiting for your dog to see his vet. Like there's this interim, there's this pause that you're forced to take as a result of your dog's physical welfare, right? And I see this especially a lot when we're waiting for medication to onboard, like if your dog is on anxiety meds, we're waiting for it to onboard, or perhaps it's onboarding, but it's not the right dosage. So now we're fluctuating a lot with what dosage to do. That's what this episode is going to really be about, because it can feel as though you're at a standstill. It can feel as though like everything has just fallen apart. You don't know what to do with your life. It's just a disaster. But it's not, my friends. And in fact, this is all about mindset. This is about mindset. And I know sometimes mindset can be like a woo-woo thing. I get it. But I'm actually going to like follow this up with actionable steps. I've got five actionable steps that you can implement. Because it's really about how you spin this moment. If you think to yourself, oh my God, I can't do anything because I'm waiting for my dog's meant to kick in. In my opinion... You seek something, it will occur. But if on the other hand, you say, wow, thank goodness that I have been gifted this opportunity of leeway. I have been gifted this opportunity of time that I can exacerbate and use to my advantage. If you think in terms of that, then this is really a prime opportunity for you to be successful, my friend. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you can do as you wait for your dog's physical health care to get in order. The number one thing I want you to think about is focus on your dog's enrichment to get down on a really clear enrichment routine to be making sure that you're tapping into everything that your dog actually needs. You're touching into every part of the dog's predatory motor pattern and tracking sleep. You're getting very clear about the dog's triggers are affecting one another. This is your opportunity to really steady your dog's enrichment. That's number one. Number two is this is your opportunity to really take some time to experiment. Take your time with experiment. Now, what do I mean when I say experiment? I mean asking your dog questions. Ask your dog, what if I do it this way? What if I do that? What if I change the design of this appearance? What if I change the order of those actions? Getting very clear with asking your dog questions in this stage. And one of the themes that you're going to see as I continue forward on my list is that this is your prime opportunity to really study your dog. You got time. There's no pressure. So this is your really opportunity to take that pressure off and just Observe and analyze your data. 
ask your dog, what happens if I change the design of this? And one of the things that I notice working with clients is that when they're seeking questions, when they're thinking about what can I ask, questions come to them. But if they've turned off their brains and they're like, nope, I can't do it, then suddenly, miraculously, the questions are not coming to them anymore. Isn't that funny how that works? But being able to have an open mind and just go, hmm, I'm looking at the setup of this situation. I'm looking at the setup of this trigger, the criteria of this trigger. And I wonder if I just change that, if I just move this, if I just reorder these, I wonder how my dog would respond to that. Asking questions. That's number two. Number three, this is your prime opportunity. You are so blessed. Congratulations. You have been gifted with the opportunity for you to rehearse your training steps. If you're in the RRP, this is your prime opportunity to be rehearsing your thresholds experiment. This is your prime opportunity to be rehearsing alleviate. This is your prime opportunity to be getting clear about what the ADAD is. And if you're not in the RRP, these are all training techniques and formulas that we teach within the RRP. But if you're not, then this is your prime opportunity, my friends, to go to my YouTube tutorials and start implementing the techniques that I have there. I don't say like if you're in the RMP to do alleviate, I don't say that to gaslight people. In fact, I've got so many tutorials available for you. This is your opportunity to go there and rehearse them. And what I mean by rehearsing them is understand that when you're training your dog, you're not just conditioning your dog's behavior, you're conditioning your behavior, right? You're conditioning your behavior and emotional responses. So you need the rehearsal just as much, if not more, than your dog. So taking the time to move through those steps so that you can acquire the muscle memory. So that you know what you're doing. And also, one of the cool things about training in this phase, in all honesty, is that whether your dog is with you or not, because sometimes you're moving through these steps and your dog is not with you. As weird as that sounds. But if your dog is with you, the pressure's really off. Like you already expect that it's going to be challenging for your dog. So the pressure is off. And you have the opportunity to make mistakes. So to recap for the folks who are just jumping in, because I see y'all jumping in live constantly, I'm going to recap a little bit. We're talking about what to do as you wait for your dog's meds to onboard and or you're waiting for some sort of physical health concern to get resolved, right? You're waiting for your dog's stomach issues to get fixed. You're waiting for your dog's digestion to get back on board. You're waiting for whatever, right? And in this phase, I could feel like there's a little bit of a standstill, but it's not. Instead, this is a prime opportunity for you to be successful. This is a prime opportunity and it is 100% a mindset thing. You can look at this as, oh crap, we're at a pause. I guess I can't do anything. Or you can look at this and go, I was blessed with the gift of time. Let me jump into these five actionable steps that Jenna's going to give me. It is a mindset thing. 
So if you think to yourself, wow, thank you, doc. I understand that you're having a digestion issues. I understand that we have to wait for the VB appointment that's on the 16th and we got to wait for that day to come. But I was blessed with the gift of time and now I get to do these things. The number one thing is to check in with your doc's enrichment. The number one thing is to make sure that you are providing every single thing that your dog needs and that it is a routine that is sustainable. That whatever enrichment you're giving your dog right now are things that you can give your dog forever. That's number one. The number two thing is that you're having the opportunity to ask questions. You're getting the opportunity to run experiments. And like I said before, the guardians and the clients that I work with who just turn off their brains and go, oh, I, I can't do anything. They suddenly are not able to ask questions. They're suddenly not able to run experiments. They're suddenly not able to conceive what data they actually need. But the guardians that go, hmm, I was blessed with the gift of time. I get to play a little bit. I get to experiment a little bit. I get to like dig. This is kind of cool. Suddenly the questions come to you. Suddenly it's like, wow, it's an infinite experiment stage. And every single experiment spawns more experiments, right? It's like super stoked to ask your dog all of these questions. What happens if I do it in this order? What happens if I do it that way? What happens if I rearrange it? The third actionable step that you can do is to run through your action, through the training sets with or without your dog. And the reason is, is because if you're running through the steps of creating an experiment, executing the experiment, using those experiments to create training plans, running through and executing the training plan, logging the data post the training plan, reflecting the training plan, reflecting the data to inform your next steps. If you're running through that routine as a guardian, you are instilling the conditioning and the muscle memory that you need to be prepared for when your dog is finally at the right medication or is at the right physical health concern. Hey, Dog Guardian, I know you're an auditory learner because you're listening to this podcast, but if you enjoy videos or reading as well, then I wanted to let you know I do have a YouTube channel with over 100 tutorials, deep dives, and science-explained videos. Plus, I write a weekly blog that goes out to our guardians on my email newsletter. So if you are interested in videos or reading blogs, then the links to both of those are going to be in the description box of this episode. Check those out if you're interested. And now back to the episode. Because again, we're not just conditioning the dog to feel better and to do and have behavioral and emotional responses. We're conditioning you. And in some cases, it takes longer to condition you than it does for the dogs. One of the things that I laugh about, and I was talking to someone about this, I don't remember who it was, but sometimes it's ironic to me how the dogs actually move along faster than the guardians do. The, the dogs click and they just get it faster than the guardians do something. And sometimes the dogs are sitting around going, can we move on? Like, we already did this last week. So if you can get yourself moving through those steps, familiar with the steps, familiar with how to create an experiment, how to execute an experiment, how to run through a training plan, 
how to execute a training plan, how to log what you see, how to log what you're observing, how to make decisions based off of what you're seeing. If you can run through those muscles and that skill set in this time, think about how advantageous that will be when it's time for you to actually train and work through your dog's recovery journey when they're in the right headspace to do that. That's number three. Number four, the fourth thing that you can do in this phase of waiting is to master the little skills that in all honesty may not be immediately important. Like you might not be thinking that teaching your dog spin right now is immediately important. But there's going to come a day where it will be damn beneficial that your dog knows spin. You may not think that right now it's entirely important that your dog has a behind me behavior where your dog hides behind you. But there will be a day in the future where it'll be damn nice that your dog knows behind me on cue. So wouldn't it be great if you optimized this time and started teaching your dog behind me, started teaching your dog pick, started teaching your dog touch, started teaching some of these minor skills that I understand and appreciate are not a top priority technically, but you were gifted time. You might as well take advantage of it. Because these skills are going to come back around and they're going to be super helpful. You're going to have to teach them anyway. You're going to have to teach them eventually. And you got nothing but time. You might as well do it right now. That's the fourth thing you can do at this moment. The fifth thing that you want to do is you want to think about getting everything you need ready for when that medication is finally at the perfect dosage. for when your dog's digestion is finally feeling better. You're getting everything you need in order. You're getting yourself ready. You're getting everything that your dog could possibly be doing to get ready. You're getting your training plans ready. You're running through those motions. And again, this kind of goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning. You have two ways to look at this event. You could look at this and think to yourself, oh my God, my dog has to wait six more weeks for the fluoxetine to onboard. Oh my God, this dosage sucks. I'm going to have to wait for it to kick in. Oh my God, my dog has digestion issues. I can't do anything while this happens. You could think of it that way. Or you could think to yourself, well, my dog has anxiety. And even if the medication does work in the next two weeks, we could be here a year from now where we have to change the medication. Wouldn't it be better if I rehearsed what it feels like to be in this lag? Wouldn't it be better for me to go through the motions that I am capable of? Wouldn't it be better for me to optimize this gift of time that I was given? Once you recognize that you're living with a dog with anxiety, once you recognize that, especially if your dog has like a physical health concern, like the digestion is, you know, is a hiccup, maybe they've got allergies, maybe they've got food sensitivities, whatever. Once you recognize that that's not going anywhere, you're going to run into it again. Like, hopefully not immediately, hopefully not in the next month, but like, 
some point in the recovery journey, your dog's probably going to have an upset stomach again. Once you recognize that this is like a thing that's going to occur, don't you want to normalize it? Do you want every single time your dog has an upset stomach or every single time you have to change your dog's medications for it to be like hitting a wall and you just stop and you go nowhere and you go, ah. Or do you want to rehearse what this experience is like and rehearse using your time, your precious time, to its best capabilities? I hope this is resonating with you. Here's what I want you guys to do right now. is do your action steps. Okay? If you've been watching this episode and you're like, yeah, I am in a standstill right now. Yeah, I do feel like I can't do anything. I want you to sit down and I want you to create your own action plan. List two to five things that you can do right now, despite the fact that your dog is in the state that she's in. If you look for the things you can do, you will see them. It's when you turn your blinders on and go, oh, there's no hope. I just can't do it. And that is what you will see. But if you tell yourself, there are things I could be doing at this stage. Sit down. Write down that action plan. I want you to list it out in the order that you're going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. If you're in in the RP, it could be something like, I'm going to go watch XYZ curriculum lesson. It could be, I'm going to go you know, run XYZ experiment. It could be, I'm going to go design my next training plan for when we are able to train. If you're not in the RRP, it could be, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go find out what behind me is because Jenna said something about that. I don't know what that is. I'm going to go Google it and find out how to teach my dog. Like it doesn't have to be when you're thinking about your action plans. Not every single action needs to require your dog. And in fact, in my experience, most of the actions you do don't require your dog or a leash or attached to you. Most of the actions you do are research, are experimenting, are listening. I tend to attract researchers in my community. I think it's because I'm naturally a researcher. I like to go deep. I like to understand the why. So I'd naturally gravitate and attract those folks. So if you know that's who you are, go seek out information. Sometimes that's motivating. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get really, really motivated when I'm like listening to other people or I'm like listening to other people's success stories or researching and absorbing a bunch of information. Like I've been doing research for this thing in my personal life and I'm like so excited to do it. I was like telling my fiance, I'm like, oh my God, it could happen. And I'm so excited. And he's like, you haven't done anything. All you did was read a couple of books and watch a couple of YouTube videos. I'm like, I know, they're so fabulous. But it sparks that joy in you. That is an action as well. That is something that you can put on your action list. Okay, my friends, I've given you a little mini assignment. I'd love to hear how this resonated with you. You can type in the chat what your nuggets of gold were some parts on the screen. I know Thursday evenings are not the most optimal time, but we can do a little after hours with Jenna. If you guys have any questions, I'll hang out for a little bit. You can type those in the chat. Y'all are quiet today. I still love you. Brenda, not necessarily. I've had a lot of clients. So you guys are on with after hours with Jenna. You guys get to know a little bit about me. 
many of my lives are inspired by what's actually happening within my clients. And I look for trends. So in the same way that I ask my clients to look for trends in their behavior. So if there's a trend within the community, that will really spark how I show up in my content. Because sometimes I'm doing content for people who are not clients, but many times I'm doing content for clients. So, you know, again, after hours with Jenna, you guys get to know a little bit about me. I really do study my clients. I know exactly what their behavior trends are. I have done the RP enough times that I have memorized their mindset shifts that'll occur. I know exactly what will happen when it'll happen. I've memorized their phases. I have studied their trends. So when I see a trend that is occurring with several clients, and in this case, you know, Renda with Team Lola and Meter are also part of this clan. You know, I like to speak to that because I think if I have a trend of three to five clients in the RP that are all going through the same thing. That really means that there are 25 to 100 other people who follow me on my public socials that are going through the exact same thing. Any other questions, my friend? Y'all are quiet today. There's only four of you on live right at the moment, but usually there's more. All right, my friends. I hope you have a fabulous Thursday, a fabulous weekend. I'll be off for the weekend. Then I'll be back on Wednesday, probably next Wednesday. And uh, we'll do another episode. All right, my guys, I'll talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dog Liaison Podcast. If you did, it would help us tremendously if you subscribed to the show, left a review, and or shared with a friend. You can either post on your Instagram stories, make sure you tag me if you do, or send it directly through an email or a DM straight to a friend, letting them know, hey, this episode really made me think of you. Info on how to work with me and the Dog Liaison team is linked in the description box, or you can go to getacondog.com. We look forward to having you in the next episode. Until then, give your dog a treat for me and we'll talk soon.